<laughs> All right. Back for more. Um, a little bit ago, I did a thing with uh, headlines. I just want to read you a couple things. Um, so on my uh, YouTube feed, new report indicates China misled the world about coronavirus three hours ago. No shit, Sherlock. We already knew that. Uh, new warning of rare coronavirus complication in children. NBC News, fear-mongering. Uh, PMSNBC, Texas start, starts to reopen as coronavirus hit deaths hit single day. Let me read the rest of the headline because it cuts off. Single day high. That's what I thought it said. today, more than two dozen states are going through some form of reopening this weekend, and among them is Texas, where we take... Alright, you don't need to listen to that. I'll link it in the description, and you can hear it. Um, you know, I was talking to a girl from Texas. We text every day. Um... Shouldn't say a girl. She's a woman. She's 35. Um, she's kind of my like long distance girlfriend. And. Uh, she was saying. How. Uh, she might go back to work on Monday. At the shoe store. That you know Texas is starting to reopen. Um, in fact I asked her. You know isn't Texas. Uh, reopening. And of course, the news media has to, you know, find something negative to say about this. Rolling my eyes. Um... Yeah, pardon me, I was typing something there. So, no matter what, the news media are going to play this to the most negative way possible. Um, for the last, I don't know, since this started, uh, the narrative has been that this is something that... 12-year-old Julia Daly, emergency... Every time I... There are several links to YouTube videos in the YouTube description. Um, if those of you that are listening on the podcast, uh, my YouTube channel is the same name. Um... The Panic Attack with Big John.
And so the, the narrative has been people with underlying health conditions, predominantly those with underlying health conditions over the age of 80. And so now, because some states are extending the stay-at-home orders, they have to come up with something to scare you with and say, we're protecting the children. All right? That's one thing. They have, Texas said, you know, the, the peak is past us. The danger's over. There's about, it sounds like there's about ready to be approved a treatment. There's a new report from U.S. intelligence finding that China misled the world about how bad. So the U.S. intelligence community, whatever that means, CIA, I would imagine, reporting that uh, China misled the world. You know, no shit, Sherlock. We already knew that. So, anyways. But Chinese to pay some repercussions on this. I don't care if they're stepping up their military activity in the South China Sea, which they claim is their territory. And the rest of the world claims it's international waters. Um, they, they're, they're not a threat to us other than these viruses they can put out. Um, but anyways, those couple of headlines there I read you just show you um, how the media is taking this. And they're going to come at us with whatever they can to justify the extended stay-at-home or stay-safe orders. Michigan has uh, extended theirs through the end of May. Ohio, which has been one of the states that has been uh, commended for doing well, we, our, our, um, crying out, uh, Director of Health, Dr. Acton. I keep forgetting her title. I just want to call her Dr. Acton. But for those of you that don't know, you got to, I, I need you to understand what her position is in the Ohio government. She's the Director of the Ohio Department of Health and wields a lot of power with these uh, shutdown orders. But Anyways, the media is going to continue to hit us with these fear tactics to get us to stay home. And our leaders need to be just as forthright as they were when they shut things down uh, to explain why we need to open up. The virus, yeah, it's contagious, highly contagious. It is not highly lethal. So um, this article I found quite interesting. It's Washington Post. 
Uh, it's called Inside the Extraordinary Race to Invent a Coronavirus Vaccine. Uh, Ian Hay- Hayden, a healthy 29-year-old, reported to a medical clinic in Seattle for a momentous blood draw last week. Oh yeah, said the nurse, taking his blood. That is liquid gold. Hayden is an obscure but important participant in the most consequential race for vaccine and medical history. In early April, I should, no, it's smoking up. Okay. In early April, he was among the first people in the United States to receive an experimental vaccine that could help end the coronavirus. He volunteered to be a test subject, knowing about the risk and unknowns, but eager to do his part to help the worst pandemic in a century. I out loud. All right, anyways. Back to the article. That's pretty cool, Ian, whoever you are. Scientists at the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, will study blood from Hayden and others for signs that the vaccine triggered an immune response to a pathogen they have never encountered. It would be the first preliminary single signal, pardon me, preliminary signal that the vaccine could provide immunity to COVID-19, the virus that has claimed more than 200,000 lives. That's terrible. I mean, 200,000 lives is is horrible. Uh, And back to the article, a coronavirus vaccine has become the light at the end of a very long tunnel, the tool that will bring the virus to heal. Allowing people to attend sports events, hug friends, celebrate weddings, and grieve at funerals. The goal is to deliver a vaccine in 12 to 18 months, often repeated by nation's top infectious disease scientist that has become one reassuring refrain during the briefing crisis. Briefings on the crisis. The White House put together a task force called Operation Warp Speed. (laughs) Um, (laughs) To try to move even faster, making hundreds of millions of doses ready by January. So they want to get this vaccine going uh, ASAP. Um, with at least 115 projects in laboratories and at companies and research labs, the science is hurling forward so fast and bending so many rules about how the process usually works that even veteran vaccine developers do not know what to expect. And, you know, vaccines typically take um, a couple years to get on the market. But I think when was it, swine flu or bird flu was out, we all got vaccinated. And that was a, well, there was already a flu vaccine. 
they just had to adapt it, I guess, to that particular strain. This is something totally different. But it seemed like a vaccine came out pretty quick with that. Because I remember I was working with uh, special needs people. And that was considered a medical field. So we got access to vaccine before uh, other people. I don't know if that's fair or not, but I mean, that's the way it was. Typically, or scientific steps that typically take place sequentially over years, animal testing, toxicology studies, laboratory experiments, massive human trials, plans to ramp up production are now moving fast in fast forward and in parallel. Experts keep using the word unprecedented. Yeah, they're like skipping like the animal testing and like going straight into human experiments. That's I think that's unheard of. Um, it's a thrilling time in vaccine science, but also unnerving and un <laughs> but also an unnerving one. This is the first time I'm reading this article, so I didn't practice. Um, yeah, that is that does make you nervous. I mean, I'm not part of any experiment. I would be if there was one near to me. Um, you know, I've been out working in the public this whole time that we've been under uh, stay-at-home orders because my job's essential, and I have to help my uh, mother because she's a non-essential worker. So, you know, and the unemployment is screwed up to the, the max. But, uh, I mean, I haven't gotten sick. I take a regiment of uh, supplements for my immune system. And I have, I've had those supplements in my system, like, for years. Uh, um, it's nothing new to me. I did ramp it up a little bit when, I think it was like the beginning of February, when the, the stuff started to get real. So, U.S. regulators are firm that they will not sacrifice safety for speed. That's good. Uh, the FDA is doing a real good job with this, um, you know. Your boss seems to be very knowledgeable. He's very good at the press conferences. Better than Trump. They're all better than Trump, really. Uh, sometimes I don't like the way he handles the media, and other times I think it's just hilarious the way he talks to them. So it, it's kind of go between, but um, these doctors and the people from the FDA and that are really doing an exceptional job. Some scientists raise back to the article. Sometime, some scientists, or some, yeah, some are raising ethics concerns about pandemic research exceptionalism in which the demand to speed a vaccine to market could come at the expense of evidence and fuel powerful anti-vaccine lobby. 
you know, the anti-vaccine lobby needs to shut the hell up. I'm not for this microchipping or cell phone tracking nonsense. But at the same time, vaccinations have been proven safe. Um, You know, there's no scientific evidence that they cause, like, autism. Autism, as far as I know, is a genetic thing that happens, like, when your body's developing. Um, But anyways, the the anti-vaxxers are really... Like, oh, this is New World Order. This is going to be an excuse to put microchips in all of us. That ain't happening. I know Bill Gates is for that, but Bill Gates doesn't rule the world yet. Um, And Donald Trump could kick his ass. I could kick Bill Gates' ass, so it don't matter. Um, Is that a little risky? Yes, but so is getting infected with the virus. Science at light speed. One weekend on one uh, on a weekend in early January, scientists at In Innovio Pharmaceuticals, a biotech company outside Philadelphia, began designing a vaccine for a mysterious pneumonia that didn't even have a name. So this was like before we were calling it coronavirus. Before we were calling it. Wuhan virus, none of that. They, like other teams around the world, used the genetic blueprint of the novel coronavirus shared online by Chinese scientists as their guide. And some of those Chinese scientists have been arrested, and one is dead. It took three hours to design the vaccine, said Joseph Kim, the chief executive of Innovio. Innovio, I-N-O-V-I-O. Scientists at NIH have been in talks about partnering with a Massachusetts biotechnology company, Moderna, and immediately began designing another vaccine candidate. But or by the end of the month, it was in production in a factory filled with robots in a suburb of South Boston, with an array of promising vaccine technologies fueled by early scientific openness, dozens of vaccine efforts kicked off blindly fast in dozens of countries. Blindingly fast in dozens of countries. Then the tough work began, Kim said. Designing a promising vaccine is, in some ways, the easy part, showing that it's safe and effective, and then scaling up production takes years or even decades. Researchers are now are now trying to compress that time in ways they never have before against a type of virus they have never they have never successfully quelled. Well, yeah, because it's only been around for a couple months. In some cases, these are also harnessing technologies that have never been used in approved vaccines. In contrast, scientists develop a new flu vaccine each year. See, so every year a new flu vaccine comes out. 
an effort is more is more uh, an effort that is more of a plug and play situation where a time tested basic platform can be redirected to fight new flu strains. So every year when the flu comes up, they use these models or uh, guess <laughs> at which strain is going to be the most prevalent. And that's the one they tweak the basic formula of the vaccine for is kind of what he's saying. It's another reason for preparedness, said Barney Graham, the deputy director of vaccine of the Vaccine Research Center at the National Institute of Health, pointing out that his lab had developed a vaccine for MERS, a related coronavirus, but not only got it through mouse studies, uh, but only got it through mouse studies. If we'd taken at least two to three vaccine concepts through early phase clinical trials on MERS, we might have a better idea on what to focus on for this SARS coronavirus. So instead of working on 115 vaccine ideas, we might be working on five. Scientists at Oxford University have announced the most massive or the most aggressive timeline with plans to make their vaccine, which depends on a weakened cold virus that typically infects chimpanzees available in the fall. Go ahead, Oxford, with your bad self. That'd be pretty nice. And, you know, the government in the United States has uh, said that, you know, no one's going to have to pay for these vaccines. And that, uh, you know, they're going to use every American resource to get these vaccines to the public. Uh, We've seen already what can be done with American ingenuity. Uh, The fact that we were way short of respirators, for example, and uh, automobile companies were... Uh, used to retool their assembly lines, and now we have a plethora of respirators, and we're giving them to other countries to help them out. Uh, you know, the idea that hand sanitizer was at a shortage. Well, with bars and restaurants closed, uh, distilleries didn't have anything to do with their alcohol, so they started using distilleries to make hand sanitizers and it went mostly to New York uh, and a lot of it went to hospitals and frontline people but you know still uh, it it shows what Americans Americana the American way can do uh, Moderna 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 and Innovio are developing vaccines that ferry to different genetic materials into cells to train the immune system to recognize the distinct the distinctive spike in the distinctive spike protein 
on the surface of the coronavirus. You know, the coronavirus, they show that picture. It's got the little crown. So they're trying to get this genetic material to detect that crown on the coronavirus and then, uh, I guess, destroy the virus. A Beijing company... Oh, well, gee. All right, anyways, I'll keep my opinion to myself on this. Beijing company is trying an inactive virus. Giant pharmaceutical companies flush with government funding are turning their vaccine platforms toward coronavirus. Researchers at Texas A&M, A&M University are repurposing existing tuberculosis vaccine to see if it can prevent deaths or severe illnesses. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> to make things more difficult, as the infection spreads across the world, scientific teams had to change how they work, practicing social distancing in their labs so the virus doesn't take out the effort to combat it. You know, that's pretty smart. That happened in... That happened at NIH when one scientist became infected with COVID-19 and two close colleagues on the effort had to quarantine for 14 days. Graham's, research vac Graham's Vaccine Research Center is working with about only 10% of its people coming in and his laboratory, which usually houses 20 people, can only have two at a time, have two at any one time. Meanwhile, <clears throat> the difficult laboratory science, such as animal testing, is in many ways being leapfrogged or running in tandem with testing in people. So they're either testing on animals and people at the same time, or they're just skipping the animal phase and going right to people so they can find out if it works and then rush it into production. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't, I guess the, the real harm could come to the people being tested. So the people that are, you know, going into these studies are kind of heroes because I mean, we don't know what the vaccine will do or not do. So by skipping that animal phase, usually they can say, okay, it's, it's safe on critters, but now we're going to test it on you humanoids. This is unusual, Kim said. It's really moving at lightning speed with the urgency to match it. So... That's very, very interesting um, stuff. Philanthropist Bill Gates argues things can't really return to normal until the world's 7 billion people are vaccinated. So I cannot, Ohio cannot get back to normal. Dr. Acton, you have to keep these orders going until Bill Gates says so. Until Bill Gates says it's safe. Yeah, right. We ain't listening to Bill Gates. He's not a doctor. He's a computer nerd that wears a Mr. Rogers outfit. 
and Mr. Rogers was cool. But Bill Gates is not cool. Okay. So there, there's something, you know, positive. Um, there could possibly be a vaccine by fall. And believe me, if Oxford... I'll guarantee you... I'll bet you... Dollars to donuts. If Oxford gives Donald Trump a vaccine... I mean that they say, "Hey, this this works." One Oxford is okay. Well, Bill Clinton went to Oxford. Wait a second. Now, Bill Clinton was a smart cat, um, in spite of his ignorance and shortcomings and other things. Um, but I, I'll guarantee, I bet dollars to donuts, if Oxford comes out with this vaccine and says it's proven to work. Here's the recipe. President Trump, America, save our British European asses. Trump will have that some bitch in, in production and there'll be Vaccines for every Brit and American in the blink of an eye. Because that's how we roll, dog. Now, I mean, uh, you know, Trump's used a, a lot of things. He's used his connections in business. Um, American businesses have stepped up. You know, where the last administration said we needed <coughs> a strong, centralized you know, government-run healthcare system. Well, this virus has proven that, you know, a world or a centralized, you know, healthcare system is ineffective. The World Health Organization did nothing. China lied. The cupboard was bare after the Ebola outbreak um, because the last administration was... Oh, government can do just anything. We'll just throw these, you know, respirators to everybody that asks for them. Oh, you want 500? Okay, here's 500. You know, here, you need, you want a million masks? Okay, here are a million masks. And they didn't replenish the cupboard. You know, you eat all your food, and then you complain you're starving. Well, we've replenished the cupboard and then some with this president and his administration. So there's no doubt in my mind, once a vaccine is proven to work in clinical studies, and these are good scientific studies that they're doing, this vaccine, when it's proven to work, is going to be out there and we're going to be able to get it quickly, um, you know, God willing. Um, <clears throat> I know I will get it. Um, it's not going to have a hidden microchip in it or something retarded like that, you idiots. And I don't mean retarded like mentally handicapped. I mean, just people are ignorant by their choice. Uh, but this is going to be good for the world and good for America as these scientists come up with these vaccines. Um, and so hopefully they come up with it quickly. 
there are some medications and treatments that are working well. I've heard there's uh, something in Pittsburgh that is a cure, but it won't be out for two more months because they're, you know, they got to go through a certain process of testing before they can say it cures the virus. So, and I heard it cures it quickly within a matter of days. So, you know, or the, the person may have meant a vaccine uh, also. They may not have, the person that told me may not have been a reliable source, but that's a rumor I heard. Um, and Pittsburgh has great research hospitals. It's where Dr. Salk came up with the vaccine for polio. So it has a history of, you know, uh, coming up with vaccines. <laughs> so anyways, that's it. Uh, I want to have something positive to put out here. Good night. God bless you guys. We're going to get through this. Um, stay safe, you know, socially distance. But I have no problem staying six feet away from other people. Um, you know, wash your hands regularly. And if you're over the age of 80 or, you know, you have a compromised immune system, stay in, you know, call every, almost every community right now has a church, a charity, or some group of good Samaritans helping one another. So, you know, find that out and, Go for it. Find your your agency, your group in your town that can help you get your groceries and leave them on your porch. Uh, the other day, I made a fast food run for somebody and left it on their porch. And, you know, everything worked out fine. So, it's pretty cool. America is coming together. People are helping people. Um... I think we're through this, to be honest with you. I think we're not going to get through it. We are through it. Because it's not as lethal as was once said. and It is as contagious, but it's not lethal. Uh, probably 80% of people that get the virus are asymptomatic or their symptoms are so small they don't realize they have it. You know, you just don't want to be in that other 20%. And uh, spend two weeks in bed or a few weeks in the hospital or on a vent or deceased. So, with that, God bless you. God declare victory over COVID-19 and the coronavirus. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Thank you for watching. Like, share, and subscribe and all that fun stuff. All right, goodbye.